Welcome to What's Mine is Yours. My name's Jesse. And I'm Hope. And today we're talking about dating. Lots of it. Dating uh, people, specifically. The history of dating. Yes. And different cultures did it different ways. But we're specifically going to talk about uh, American culture, because that's where we live. <laughs> that's true. Dating was, was a, a form of courtships. And uh, they were more private and relied on financial and social 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 <laughs> statuses. Couples would uh, would usually spend time together in a household or social gatherings, and not go on dates as we call them nowadays. And uh, specifically, they they courted the whoever they were courting with the goal to marry them. And most of the time, the gentleman suitors would come mm. to the women's house and have permission from her parents. To be there and they would tell him when to leave wow that's that is wild to me the fact that it was like oh i wonder what they're gonna tell me to leave <laughs> you're just sitting there waiting just uh, i don't know going on dates really started in the early 20s and uh the man would pay and the this shifted kind of the power dynamic in his favor because of course he's doing the effort in order to win over a dame is that, is that weird? Maybe it's, it, I think it's fitting for the, the era we're talking about, the yeah. 20s. <laughs> the Depression exactly. after the World War. But this new form of dating kind of created more freedom from the typical structure of a courtship. And it allowed the couples to have a more personal connection mm. instead of financial or social. Well, I think they were headed to the correct direction with with that because a courtship especially how is it, how it's portrayed in things like pride and prejudice and stuff was was kind of a little bit eerie it didn't have much of a uh, a two-sided relationship it was more one-sided where the man would pursue and went over a, uh, a woman with regardless of what she really thought it was it was more so of a deal than uh, a relationship so and it was what was beneficial for her family as a yeah. whole not just her as a person yeah. So it definitely became more individualized mm. throughout the 20th century. I like. <laughs> yeah, I like that too. But also, and I think that, so this shift was not really uh, just completely a cultural uh, shift. It was, it was more of a, a lot of people deciding, yeah, they wanted to go to college and things like that. So they had more opportunities to go out with people and not just be at homes and and have to have people come to them. They were meeting at these colleges and uh, were able to socialize with others. <clears throat> and and this was kind of creating a, a more personal bond based on their interests and feelings. Uh, also, a lot of people joined the workforce and like military. Uh, this allowed even more social gatherings to happen and potential mates uh, would would actually go and do something fun rather than just go over to the parents' house and be like, "Hey, I really like your daughter. Uh, she's mine now, right?" Because I got a lot of money. <laughs> but continuing on in the twentieth century, in the fifties, couples were more open to expressing their sexuality. Mm. It wasn't so much of a taboo. Yeah. 
Yeah, because they didn't talk about that at all before then. They, in America, it was such a taboo that even seeing an ankle or a collarbone was absolutely scandalous. <laughs> it wasn't something that was, you know, what we consider in today's American culture, like basically having 10% of your body covered is acceptable. <laughs> Some people think so. Some people think so. In the 60s, mm. there was more access to birth control. Ooh. So there was more of a hookup culture starting okay. without the consequence or permanency of a pregnancy necessarily occurring. Oh, okay. So birth control kind of was in between that. So I think during the 50s, we probably saw a lot of that, though, with them. Uh, dating and hooking up and then they're like oh my goodness we'd have no way to stop having children but then contraceptives became a, a thing is that what you were saying in the 60s yeah man it's weird that it was just like 60 years ago that that's first first started being a thing socializing and communicating with people when match.com was first founded in 1995 uh this this kind of revolutionized the idea of what dating would be once again going from courtships to dating now to dating across continents <laughs> yeah it made it accessible to a yeah. lot of people well even in big cities there's so many people you don't know true who to spend time with yeah I mean, Hope and I, just moving up here, like, finding friend groups is almost impossible. <laughs> and, and we found we found a few families that we, we hold dear to us, but um, actually knowing how to go out and find, like, a friend group as an adult is wild. It was really accessible to us when we were children because, of course, we were either going to school or had events with other families and things like that. Or our parents had friends who had kids. Exactly. But now... It's on us. How do we find friends, babe? That's another episode. <laughs> okay. We'll leave uh, Finding Friends for another episode. We'll probably find them with you guys because, uh, you know, we, we need friends. Everyone needs friends. Everyone needs relationship. And that's why we're talking about this. But now, so Match.com was founded in 1995. Now, there are over 1,500 dating apps and and people are all using them, apparently. If there, are, if there are dating apps up and running, they're running because people are using them. So... People are trying to find the quote-unquote one by by means of electronics. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it works. Usually it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll go into why that doesn't work probably on a different episode, but we're just kind of giving you guys a history of what dating looks like. And now we're up to our present era. Now, we want to... Let's wanna... talk about us. Let's talk... I want to talk about us now. Um, so we're going to first talk about a little bit of a, who we've dated before. Uh, I think when I was about, was I 15, 15 or 16, I dated someone that was a coworker and our first date was going out on a kayak into a uh, crystal river and, and we just like rode around and, and talked. It was actually a pretty good first date. My first date. Mm was a lot simpler than that. Mm -hmm. We had gone to church together, yes. and then afterwards we went and got smoothies for the very first time in my life. That's fun. Yeah. Smoothies are good. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, that, write that, that down. That was the whole date. Write that. Oh. Church and smoothies. How, so how was like this, like when you went and got the smoothies, how did like you leave? Like, was it like, oh, bye, bye. 
Or was it like, what was it like? Do you remember? Jeez, I was <coughs> 17. Yeah. So I think we drove separately. Okay. Yeah. I feel like that's better sometimes, I, I think it was just a hug goodbye. Especially for first days, though. Like, driving separately sets a, pre- uh, a less of a precedent of, like, oh, man, I'm having to take you back to your house or something like yeah, that. Yeah, and it gives both people freedom to leave when they see fit. Get an Uber. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So dating Find tip number one. Dating tip number one. Always have money for a cab. Find a way out. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bad tip. That's a, well, you know, honestly, that's a pretty good tip. I'm sure <laughs> some people people need to know. It's it's kind of hard to talk about because it stinks, but people need to know like a way out of situations because sometimes it's just not healthy. And we'll go into a way out of relationships that have been going on for a long time a little later. Well, tell me more about your other previous relationships. Oh man, it was it was kind of boring to be honest. Like I went to college, and for a long time I didn't date anyone. My my mind was focused on college and work, and it got boring. It got like it got so boring being alone, and I was depressed. And eventually, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna try to download Tinder and and some oh, other boy. dating apps. Here we go. And I oh my goodness, guys, guys, I'll tell you, Tinder and other gate dating apps. They do not benefit you half as much as you think they might. They might benefit your feelings a little bit. Oh, someone swiped me right or something like that. But overall, I didn't find any lasting relationships on there. And it kind of made me a little bit more, uh, actually, a lot of times, like there would be times where no one would swipe right for a long time. And that would make me feel horrible about myself. Like no one likes me or something like that. But really, if we look into it, a social platform that just has a picture and a brief description it does not define you. Yeah, yeah there, there's nowhere close to actually giving a good overview of who you are. <clears throat> so I dated a few people. Honestly, the only things we really did were like go over to other people's houses, have small parties. I got really drunk one time and that was horrible. I never will drink beer again unless someone like makes me. <laughs> I hate beer. Oh my gosh, nasty. <laughs> That's the lesson you learned from Oh that. man, tip two, don't drink beer, it's nasty. <laughs> don't lie to yourself, jeez. Um, yeah, that's, I, I dated I think, wait, one, so two, three, well, I'll say two and a half people. I could was, date a half of a person. It, I never really made it very official. Like we, we talked about it and we hung out every once in a while, but it wasn't like this lasting thing, so. There was no commitment. No commitment. Lame. No commitment. Well, we barely saw each other anyways. It was mostly just communication like, good morning. Double lame. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> good night. <laughs> good night. <laughs> How did you do today? Tell me about, you had one date, right? Yeah, I had one, one boyfriend. So she got lucky. Jesse. She got lucky. I was smart. She was smart. Yeah, was no, very I'll rephrase that. She's just a very smart person. She's like, I don't want no one who go and treat me wrong. That one boyfriend mm. messed me up real bad. Oh man, so, we had a over lot of the year and a half we were together. <laughs> yeah, my mental health was Oof. in shambles. I had no social life. Oof, I was emotionally manipulated. But his. His family was great. They loved me. That's a positive. Yeah. Now, we'll go into talking about... So, from 17 to 19, real bad time. Yeah. 
We'll talk about red, ye- red, yellow, and green flags and like dating when you're actually in a relationship. But we're mostly just kind of giving a brief overview and tips of dating. Uh, I think we can go more into detail about red flags later. Um, so. All that's in the past. Let's All talk that's about in the past. past. Oh my goodness, I'm so glad. So much stress, un- unneeded stress, honestly. I put myself through it. That was my fault. But uh, now we're here. And what did our first date look like, babe? Well, like our first real date or our first friend date? Ooh, let's talk about the friend date first because okay. that's where it all started. Uh, yep. My charm. My chip charm. <laughs> Is that what you're going to call it? I'm going to call it my chip charm. Tip two. Have chip charm. That was tip three, actually. Oh. Hey, we're racking them up now. <laughs> <laughs> Write these things down. Get your pencils out. Tell me. Do you remember? I remember. Heck yeah. So we had met through a mutual friend mm-hmm. at church yep. for our college group. That was a fun time. It was a fun time. It was good. And afterwards, we would go out to eat. Every single time. In this particular day, oh, yeah. we had gone to Moe's. Moe's was the place to go. Honestly. Because Moe's is open late. Exactly. Also, Taco also, Bell. It's oh. great. Talk about stinks. If we went to Twisty Treat, all you get was ice cream. And we were Which is not hungry. a problem. But we were hungry usually. Yeah. We go to Twisty Treat after Moe's or Taco Bell. Sometimes. Sometimes. I'd only get the nachos at Taco Bell. Sorry, go ahead. Continue. So we were at Moe's with a group of probably 10, 15 of us. Yeah. Yeah. And we Multiple had, tables. Yeah. We had all ordered our own separate meals. Mm-hmm. And I had eaten everything on my plate. And I was like... Hey, Jesse, can I have some of your chips? <laughs> How, hold on. She gave more an effort than just like, hey, Jesse. She turned around because we were sitting booth to booth uh, backwards from each other. So she had to turn all the way around, look over the booth, and say, hey. I was also sitting in the far corner, so I couldn't get up to get my own chips. Ah. And I thought you were really cute. Oh, well, and nice. well, well, thank you. So that's why I asked you. Well. But that was my attempt at flirting, asking <laughs> for chips. Tip number four. You don't have to flirt if you ask for chips. <laughs> a subtle t- a subtle flirt. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was good. And, you know, I think at the time I was just like, of course, yeah. And I think I, I, I've sensed a little bit of, okay, well, we're feeling the waters here. Yeah. But I, I didn't want to do something it too was, drastic. It was so subtle. It was like, whoa, this is mysterious. This is this woman. This woman of mystery. Yeah. And <laughs> do you remember how old we were? Because I feel I like, like this was before. <clears throat> this was before I moved down to college. It was yeah. five years before that. This was like, oh my gosh. We were. I was like maybe 17. And Probably I was like, 16? I was. I think I was 15. We just got back from Florida, or from New York, from moving from New York. Yeah. So this was a while. Oh my goodness, yeah. And <laughs> it was then, a long time ago. And then we ago. didn't talk for like years after that. Five, it took five years, and it was actually her, uh, it, was, it was her best friend told her to reach out to me. Well, I had like seen you on Snapchat or something, and yes. I was like, I remember him. He was nice. <laughs> He was cute. Let's let's see where he's at. <laughs> see, see how he's doing as a human person. Yeah. And she encouraged me oh, to yeah. pursue more of a romantic relationship. Because she was talking to me for a little bit on Snapchat, and honestly, guys, I 
I am horrible at remembering anything. So when a, a hope came up, I remember it was someone, but then the first time we like FaceTimed or something like that, I was blown away because I instantly remembered who she was and I was like, I share my chips. It's chip. the chip girl. I share my chips with her. <laughs> so be the chip girl. So I I invited her down to St. Pete where I was going to college in order to have a, a day together. And that was probably a two and a half hour drive from my house. That at the was time. some effort. Yeah, you and put in the legwork. Yeah, I had to drive on the highway, which is like my least favorite thing to do. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All by myself. Somewhere I'd never been before. Brave. Just for this guy. Well, look where we are now. <laughs> it worked out. <laughs> oh, okay. So when you got down there, what'd you think? Like when you first got there? Oh man, I was You don't want to know what I Did thought. you actually think that negatively though? Your living situation was oh, not it was great. Bad. It was bad. It smelled weird yeah, in there. Because there was, there was three oh, guys. So in your many house. men. Yeah, there was a lot of guys. There were three guys well, technically there was only two at that time because Dalton had just moved out. But Dalton was there that day. Yeah, he was there that day. Yeah, and I was... No, I was living on the couch. He was still there. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I was living on the couch uh, with my cousin, Jay, who, and, and my other cousin, Justin, who owned the place. Uh, he wasn't living there, but Dalton, one of my friends who were there, was. And it was not... It, it was it was okay. Like, I enjoyed it, honestly. It wasn't bad, but it wasn't any place to bring <laughs> a potential mate. <laughs> um, so, then... I decided to, we, well, I said, hey, I'll show you around town, and I'll take you to uh, the beach, and what? Is that what happened? Did we go to the sundial first, right? Or is that the second that time That was we the came second down? time, because okay. we watched movies. Yes. We the second time we watched movies. We watched the uh, one, uh, the, the, Mr. Uh, Bean or something. No, Stupid. no, Yes, no. it was. Oh, we watched it on the couch, yeah. Yeah, yeah and I was right. like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever Mr. seen. Mr. Bean's holiday. Why am I doing no, this No, it was Johnny English Reborn. Whatever. Same guy. <laughs> I like that movie. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> He's wild. He's wild. He's a wild man. He's got a rubber face, and I like it. Some of my jokes are modeled after him. That's unfortunate. I know. Well, <laughs> at least I make people. So, we watched that silly movie. Yes. And then we went to the beach. Oh, yes. you know, Florida things. Oh, it was fun, though. I enjoyed that so much. And Did Jesse tried to kiss me. Did I do it? Yeah. You in did. the water? In the water. No way. Yeah, because I was like hugging you. Yeah. Because I didn't want my head to go under the water because I, I wanted to stay looking nice. Yeah. And you you tried to kiss me and There's I didn't no like it. No way. I yes. probably tried to kiss you on the cheek. No. You tried to kiss me on the lips I think and I, I turned tried to it. the cheek. Oh my gosh. Did I get, I get you on the cheek though? Yeah, I let you kiss ah. me on the cheek. <laughs> ah, yeah. <laughs> Doesn't count. Yeah, it counts. <laughs> Lips have made contact. Yeah. Then we had to pay to park at the beach. Yep, and I had no money. Because your wallet was stolen. My wallet was just stolen. How convenient. My wallet was just stolen. <laughs> and I had like $300 of vacation money because I just went up to my granddad's house. And oh my gosh, I was so mad. I think I left it on a beach on Cocoa Beach or something like that. Oh, fine. Unfunctuate. Unfun unfun Unfortunate. <laughs> so, uh, I had no money. Hope paid for that. And then we went, we were hungry. Yeah. Right? And we got ice cream. Because mm -hmm. that's the type of people you, we are. You gotta get that ice cream. 
And I was like, hey, I'm still hungry. <laughs> ice cream wasn't real food. Yeah. And we got dinner, which right. I also paid for. Chick-fil-A. Yeah. Yeah. And that was our first real date. And I told us that she could stay the night, and she said no. Which was fair, because you were sleeping on a couch. Well, yeah. But then, then, uh, then what did well, I say? I, you I said, came up to visit are me. Are we dating? Or something? I asked, and she said, let me think about it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you didn't make the best first impression. Retrospectively, I think I did okay. You were okay, which is why I said yes. I didn't do later. great. Right. But like when I came up to see you, you seemed like you're like, yeah, we're dating. Yeah, because I had time to process everything yeah. that had happened like, that day. Okay, this guy's worth molding. I see some rough <laughs> clay here. I can mold There's it. There's potential. <laughs> so then I, yeah, we we did some. In- some traveling for a little bit and then I was like you know what at the time and I'll go more in details about my past but at the time I was not the best person so I kind of just kind of left all that behind in St. Pete moved up to in with my parents in Lakanto and I was like you know what that was only an hour away yeah so it's a lot more manageable drive oh my gosh so much more manageable and we would drive to each other's house almost daily yeah. for a long time, and uh, then... A long time <laughs> being, like, six months. We, we're not going to talk about the engagement part, now, are, we? are we? I mean... I think I think we'll leave that for another episode. I think we got some good time in, so... Uh, but we did do other vacations, dating vacations. So while we were dating, yeah. we went to Tennessee so that we could meet my grandparents and just see how beautiful it is. And surprise, that's where we live now. But... Uh, it. We also went to Orlando a lot. Yes, we would visit Disney Springs, and uh, sometimes we'd even go to. We were we were going to Universal for a while, but that was when we were married. Yeah, we did go to the parks while we were dating. Once. Yeah, we went to Disney. Yeah. Uh, but oh my goodness, it was a fun time. It was it was like it was like living again, honestly. Because when I was in St. Pete, it was just day in day out. Okay, I'll go to work because I have to, and I wasn't really. I was hardly paying bills. Because I wasn't really giving much effort to work. And then when she showed up, I was like, okay, I got to change. <laughs> I got to change my life drastically. So uh, it was it was a good change and uh, really formed who I am today. All right. So we're now at... Uh, oh, we did the Disney date for your birthday. Was I married? Were we married yet? No, it was right before we got married. Before we February. got married. Yeah, right before... What? Yeah, because you were gonna propose at Epcot, yeah. but Alyssa didn't come. You know what's wild, guys? I'm just that, remembering that's now. A whole we had story. like a month to prep for the wedding. <laughs> yeah, we had six weeks. Six weeks to. Pre- oh my goodness. Well, yeah, that's another story. All right, so great story. Please tune in. That's that's where we're at. Well, no, we're not. We're much further than that. We'll talk more about what our adventure has been like to move into a new state. And to get a house and to get a new vehicle and to have a baby, which we're expecting in May. Uh, but right now, we're going to talk about really what it means to date and uh, and what it means also to date while you're married. Um, it's super important for me and Hope to actually have us time. And regardless of how busy our life is, you can make it happen. Right? Yeah, totally. Because I think too many people say, oh, I don't have enough time to do a, a, a night out with my wife or I don't have enough time to actually pursue some type of time together where there's no distraction. It's just one-on-one quality time. 
which uh, we'll also talk about the five love languages. And quality time for some people is one of the highs on their their uh, their lists, especially for hope. It's, me. it's hope. I'm that person. And and so with that being in with that in mind, people need time. And it, regardless of it, if if quality time is lowest on your your list, you're still getting one of the love languages when you're together. So uh, that is important. But also, when you're married, there's mm. not so much of a don't blow it yeah. level of stress. <laughs> like, yeah. your person has already chosen to be with you for the rest of their lives. Exactly. But, and also, and, and, and treat it, though, with as much uh, as much fervor as you were pursuing the person you were dating. Because uh, that shows them that you still love them as, just much, as much as you did when you started dating them. It feels nice to be wanted. Oh, yeah. If you're not showing a spou- your spouse that they are wanted, they'll find it somewhere else. And that's honestly what a big part of, of why so many people get divorced is because they don't feel wanted by the other person anymore. And, and to feel, feel wanted or loved because uh, they're ge- being neglected. Yeah. Um, and when you do spend that time together, it kind of helps you remember all the great things that have happened yeah. as a couple. Yeah. And it helps you resynchronize for the things that are going on now. Exactly. So, th- and, and that it, it, it's mind boggling how helpful that is because if memories should be used in order to benefit the present. So, if you're not. If you're not creating good memories and you're only creating uh, work memories and and you know long nights at work and, and long long or short nights at sleeping, uh, and you're not creating memories with your your significant other or even if you have children, if you're not creating memories with them, these type of relationships dwindle because you're not giving any effort to them. Um. <clears throat> What's that saying about? Uh team is only as strong as its weakest player Ooh, yeah so yeah being being strong players and sometimes though you're gonna have to give an, more of an effort than the other other person because they just either at a point of of uh, a low point in life i mean you can even while married and in in uh, in a happy relationship you can be depressed and have low moments in life and that's okay but uh it's really important to communicate how you're feeling to your spouse oh for sure yeah. So they know, hey, like this my, is where I'm my at. <laughs> person can't do as much right now, so it's on me mm. to pick up the slack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and Wayne and Debbie, our amazing mentors, would always say, like, sometimes you're going to have to give 150% into a relationship because the other person can only give 50 and and that is what makes her a team. It's picking up the slack for where others just cannot do uh, do whatever is required, or or, or give enough sh- signs of, of love and affection, or or even time or effort in the house. What wherever it is, picking up slack is a, a direct is a service to the other person. So you're showing them that that you love them because it doesn't matter. Equality in a in relationship when it comes to like uh, responsibilities is not a thing. I'll say that now. Like, do not get in this regimen of oh man, I did the dishes yesterday, so you have to do them today. Because because if you're focused on that, you're gonna miss so many other good things about a relationship. And uh, so small things like that, honestly, just pick up the dish, put it in the dishwasher or hand wash it, whatever. 
don't make a big deal out of it because that just drives a wedge between two people. I think it's <clears throat> important to focus on how can I best serve hmm. the other person. Yeah. Do whatever you can to make their life a little easier. Amen. So if that's putting the dishes away or hmm. walking the dog hmm. or making dinner. Walking the baby. <laughs> I agree. So, and also, we're about to have a child. So, um, this 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 will become evident to us more and more, I know. But the, the love and affection I show to Hope, my wife, uh, my wife, uh, <laughs> will will also show my daughter how to love and, and how, how that she is loved because of our love uh, for each other. Um, a couple that is only loving the the child and not each other will form this wedge between themselves, and also it will be visible to the daughter this this decisive or indecision. I don't know words, man. Help me out here. Continue your sentence. <clears throat> this, yeah, basically the the daughter or or child will will see this. Uh, Split in in the family because um, they they really look whoever your child is looks to you as their role models their examples whether especially while they're young uh, so it's important to show love to your spouse uh, while while you have children and even after you have children because guess what guys when your children move out you're still married <laughs> so so this idea that oh man we gotta put our relationship on hold while we have children bad idea bad idea big bad idea. Wayne and Debbie, wisdom again. But, you know, it's not something that is talked about much. I think it should be more because so many people f give too much effort into, or not too much, if all their effort into a child instead of maintaining a good relationship with their spouse. But there's a ton of benefits to maintaining healthy relationships. Yes. Not just as a romantic couple, hmm. but between friends and co-workers and mm. parents and children. Yeah. And, such as. And I, I will say, and I'm going to quote this from, a lot of these things are quotes from uh, Northwestern Medicine. So uh, they have a lot of good information about health. Uh, but <laughs> but number one, uh, these things these things lessen, or a healthier relationship can lessen stress. And being a committed relationship is linked to less production of cholesterol. Cortisol. Cortisol. Schnikes. Try that again. I knew I said it wrong. <laughs> oh no, cholesterol. <laughs> it's salty. You're great. Some egg yolks in your body. A stress hormone. Hormone. Sheepers, <laughs> man. I cannot do speak. Want, do you want me to read it? Uh, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I'll read the next one. Maybe I can get my brain back on. So a healthy relationship can help lessen stress because it is linked to a lower production of cortisol, which is a stress hormone. Mm -hmm. That suggests that, quote, married or paired people are less responsive to psychological stress and that social and emotional support that comes with having a partner can greatly buffer against stress. Which is great. No one likes to be stressed. Stress, no. stress is so weighing. Like it's it's a heavy burden to carry, honestly. Because uh, when you're stressed, it's hard to focus on whatever you have ahead of you, and and it's hard to focus on the people around you. 
uh, and I know I can I can vouch I am I have like zero stress when it comes to things. Sometimes I get stressed at work, but that's because hope's not around. <laughs> but uh, so the next thing it can do it can it can actually promote healing in your body, like good relationships. Uh, re- this is a quote. Research suggests married people who have undergone heart surgery are three times more likely to survive the first three months after surgery than single parents. Patients. Patients or parents. Married patients also reportedly f- reported feeling more confident about their ability to handle post-surgery pain and were less worried about the surgery in general. I can agree with that. Yeah. Because... We are very close to my due date. Wow. And I feel like I can handle it because you're going to be around to help me. Yeah, she told me that. that is. She's like, I don't think I could do this without you. I'm like, oh. But then I got to think, and I was like, man, well, she does have me. So <laughs> so we could. <laughs> but um, it, it's very reassuring to know that someone's going to be by your side the whole time. Yeah. And you have also something more to live for than just yourself uh, when it comes to being in a relationship, a committed relationship. Or even a friendship. Like, if you have a friend by your side in a sur- surgery room, I'm sure that, like, that that helps. Yeah. That helps a lot. Uh, emotions are, are very strong, and and they can help. It, negative emotions are very strong, too, though. So if you're, if you're feeling scared and alone and afraid, they can have a negative effect on your health. Tell me about healthier behaviors and uh, spouses and friends and family. Sure. If a loved one mm-hmm. in your life encourages you or is demonstrating a better eating habit or yeah. exercise routine, you're more likely to follow it because you see how successful it's been for them. For sure, yeah. It's like a success story. You're like, oh, well, I heard that that person did it. Yeah, word of mouth is the strongest form of advertisement of any kind. Exactly. And also it really helps when... It's your friend telling you and not some uh, article online because because then you trust them. Like, you trust your friends. You trust your family Absolutely. and loved ones. So uh, when they tell you something uh, that is good for you, you're more apt to, to actually listen. Right, because there's a reason you've chosen this person to be in your life. For sure. They don't want to cause you any harm. 100%. So also it can, it can give you a... A greater sense of purpose, and I know this is this is something so evident in my life that is mind-numbing uh, when I when I go and talk about it and think about my past. Uh, it's natural for humans to really want and feel needed, and like they're part of something something bigger than just them. Uh, we're we're kind of created in order to be in relationships with each other. Uh, many people, though, strive to feel like they're doing something good for someone else and improving the world in some way. Uh, but being in a loving relationship, no matter no matter the kind it is, being in a loving friendship and or a, or an actual spouse or or with family, uh, can give a person a sense of well-being and purpose because you're serving others, you're you're giving your time to others and actually uh, committing to something that is bigger than you. And in fact, it's it's possible that having a sense of purpose can actually add years, not just seconds, moments, or or days to your life, but years to your life. That's pretty awesome. That's awesome. Like, seriously, if, if I told you today, like, hey, uh, you want to live five years longer? Sure. <laughs> You'd just be good friends with, with you know... Uh, Timmy down the street. Timmy down the street. Mike Mazowski's. You know, Ben Coosby. 
Ben Cosby, though. Don't no no one else by that name. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us more about what, how that can help. <clears throat> this Northwestern article also says that being in those healthy relationships makes a bigger impact than taking blood pressure medication or being exposed to air pollution. Oh my gosh. <laughs> There's even That's a study wild. that suggests that a lack of social relationships is equivalent to smoking 15 cigarettes a day. Oh gosh. How, how many Okay, how I'll, many I'll admit. I have tried a cigarette before and it is nasty and it made me feel bad. Did you feel like you were dying a little bit? Maybe a little bit. Maybe at least 15 seconds off my life. But then 15 cigarettes a day, that, I mean, I know you can look up other studies about how negative effect a, effect a cigarette can be on your life and how much more likely you are to have, you know, <clears throat> heart can or lung cancer and things like that. But uh, that is, that is awesome to hear because having friendships literally make you just more vital, vitality boost. <laughs> five pun, five points in vitality. It's the green mushroom in Mario. Exactly, yeah. A good friend is like a green yeah. mushroom. <laughs> a good friend? That is, that is definitely <laughs> the name of this episode. <laughs> a good friend is like a green mushroom. Oh, I love That's poetic, baby. <laughs> Thank you so much for that. Oh, man. So now that we know just, what dating was yep. in America's past, mm -hmm. in our past, Yes. Some benefits of healthy relationships. Yes. Why don't we give the listeners some dating tips? Ooh, I I, I like dating tips. I like tips of all kinds. I honestly, I think I, I get most of my information from tips, like YouTube tips. Isn't that a valid source of information? Yes. Oh my goodness, baby, 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 baby. I'm a, as a carpenter and a mechanic, I've learned probably 50% of my knowledge off of YouTube. Oh dear! I kid you not. They have th there's professionals on there. Okay. Okay, guys. That, okay, that's true because I've been watching these doctors. One's an OBGYN and one's a pediatrician, exactly. and they tell me all of the baby things. Exactly. So you can find some good information on YouTube. I'm not saying that you should find everything on YouTube, but here's some here's some tips we thought of that that we really just want to convey to you guys in order to make your dating more positive, more more of a lasting thing that is that is meaningful, not just something that is momentary and fleeting or uh, in, in the end, possibly depressing. So if you weren't taking notes before. Yeah, start now. Get your pens, <laughs> get your paper. Get your dating uh, sketchbook. So you should, you should also, so first thing first, <clears throat> date someone long enough to see how they react to, to things that are significant. So things like sickness, stress, uh, loss, uh, whether it be you know, a puppy or, or a, anything, job. a job um, or, or anything. But the point is mostly date someone long enough to know them more than just, hey, I'm Jared that has a great job and I got money. Because that is such a facade for who they truly are. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I'm not saying any of those things are bad. Having money is a good thing. But you should know more about someone before dating them. Or, or, or if you're going to date them, uh, be tentative and, and look into their, their lives more than just their surface. Get to know them. 
see what happens when you're lost on the highway. Yeah. And, and this, this Does is what happened to us. <laughs> and this is what, like, uh, this is kind of like this, the first one, but if you can, if possible, find a friend group you enjoy spending time with and, and really look for someone that you would actually want to date. Because a lot of times people th- are thrown into relationships without knowing a single thing about someone. And it's a lot harder to get disconnected or, or, or should say, breaking up with someone's very hard when you see red flags. But if you're just friends with someone... You already know who they are as a person. Exactly. You get to know them on a more romantic hmm. lens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Instead of trying to learn who this person is yeah. as well as using that romantic lens. Yes, because a friendship, there's nothing attached to that. I mean, yes, strength, like friends have a strong bond, but but having a friend group to to observe people from is a lot less. Or first of all, it's less stressful, Absolutely. and people will be more themselves in friend groups. Yeah. Period, because they don't have something that is saying, "Oh man, I have to act my best" or something like that and hide who I truly am, which is there's less often something pressure that to try to impress your friends than it is mm. to impress a date. Amen. What's our next? What? What else? What you got? You <laughs> <laughs> gonna take that part out too? No. <laughs> Nothing. It's all. It's all in. <laughs> Give me an hour long. It's all in. I think it's important to learn how to compromise on the little stuff. Mm. But long-term unresolved issues can result in poor sleep, irritability, and depression. Ooh. Ooh. (laughs) But, like, if there's these really big moral quandaries that you can't agree with, that's kind of a red flag. Yes. Yes, if you are at a, a stop and you're saying, okay, I completely disagree with this person about blank and this is going to be on my mind for the rest of my life, think, ask someone uh, their opinion. Ask someone you trust that is not in, in any way involved within the relationship. A third party. A third party that is completely, you know, like on your side for things that will maybe see more clearly in that situation yeah. because... Like Hope was saying about uh, a romantic lens, it's so easy to say, okay, well, that's that's permissible. That's that's I, I can overlook that uh, for the time being because I love them. They make me feel good. They look nice. <laughs> they look real good by my side, which Hope does. Oh, <laughs> uh, so also talk about your future and have have similar similar life goals. So. What Hope and I did when we first started dating, uh, we, we kind of knew pretty quickly on that we were going to be a forever thing. We already started talking about marriage. That's one future thing. And we talked about what we would want uh, for in children, like how many children we would want and, and things Where like we that. would want to live, what exactly. type of jobs we wanted to have. Yeah. So these things kind of help develop a deeper understanding about people's motives. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that can help you, one, draw nearer because when you have similar life goals and you're, you're helping each other achieve their goals, you're, you're growing as a couple. Um, towards towards something more intimate, something more uh, meaningful and, and purposeful. And it's very fulfilling mm-hmm. to have someone that you can help achieve their goals. Oh, yeah. I love that. Because I mean, for Hope and I, we both wanted children. And 
that goal is it, we, we have achieved that goal achievement unlocked <laughs> achievement unlocked unlock the achievement for babies I want to I want an animation of that I want a board that just has a bunch of achievements that'd be fun it's kind of like a bucket list but you can like swipe it and then just oh that feels so good it's like a list it's like a grocery list but better life list it's like in the sims exactly it's like a real life video game <laughs> sims is like when you say it's a real life video game that is what it's trying to be so yeah so also um this is how you can develop an understanding of their their dynamic or how they view family is you spend time with their friends and family uh, the way they interact and treat others will really reflect how they how they're going to treat you in the future, regardless of how nice they are to you in the moment. When the wooing stage is done, exactly, they're gonna get a little bit donkey town, if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anyone knows what that. Means. Everyone understands, okay. <laughs> um. You'll also hear really great stories about what they're like oh my apart from your time together. If you might not hear these stories otherwise. Like, I've heard some crazy oh things gosh. from Jesse's granddad. Oh my gosh, my granddad. I love it's him so, so wonderful. Much. So, there are so many stories. I'll tell you guys eventually about the SOG story and about <laughs> me pooping outside my dad's window at work that's pretty much that whole story no those are two different stories <laughs> i know oh that that's pretty much what happened the, yeah that's the poop story. but then his boss came over and said is that your son <laughs> 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 oh i love it i love it so much what's what give me a, give me another tip baby hit me hit me hit me well, this one's a heavy blow. Oh. If you're oh. doing all the giving yeah. and not receiving anything, if that's emotional support mm. or encouragement, if you're the only one who's monetarily supporting this relationship, uh -oh. you might want to step back. Ooh. You're important. Remind yourself of your worth. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's in. And it's just this thing, people, there will be give and take in a relationship, but if someone's dating you and they're giving no effort, relate that to marriage and how they're going to treat you for the rest of their lives. Because yeah. people do change, but character and things like that will sometimes be consistently repetitive. And it, 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 it maybe, maybe, and that's a big maybe, you don't want to get stuck with a maybe in your life, uh, they will change it for the better like I did. But it was very early on that that changed, and Hope didn't have many red flags after that because I completely flip-flopped uh, my life and how I lived. I don't think you flip-flopped as much as you realized what was actually yeah. important to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I was living, I, and I, I wasn't really enjoying life down in, in college. I was striving after things that were very temporary. Uh, and not really lasting at all. But then I saw something that could be lasting, hope, and and that just that that made me like we were talking about with purpose, uh, the greater sense of purpose in life. It gave me this greater sense and encouraged me. I, I honestly, with, without any changing anything, I honestly felt healthier right after meeting her again because like I was like, oh, I have something else to live for now. So I think I added five years there probably to my life. <clears throat> Congrats. Thank you. 
I'm gonna be old man now. And the only thing that marriage can accomplish in that sort of situation mm. is giving someone accountability. It doesn't yeah. make them able to change. For sure. Yeah. You're 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 giving a hundred percent accountability because you're married. Usually marriages happen in front of a lot of people. So you're being accountable in front of all these people. You're telling that person, hey, I'm going to live forever with you. You're making a commitment vocally in front of all these people. And then you get married. It, does, it, it doesn't say, and you, you do promise each other things like, I'll always love you and all these ooey gooey things. But there, there are things that you're saying you're committed to. It doesn't change you as a person. Yeah. It doesn't give you the power just yes. by saying, I do. Yes. You have to want it. Yeah. You want it. I want it. Gimme. <clears throat> also, um, we're, we're at, what do you think? That you should find someone who will strive to better you. Yes. Then you can both grow. Yeah. And become better people. <gasps> that is so good because it's marriage, that mar common goal thing. It is. It is. And marriage, really, that is the goal. You're bettering, bettering your significant other because you want them to succeed. You want them to become the best them they could be. Yeah. And that is just so beautiful because it's completely selfless, really. I mean, it, it will eventually benefit you because they're becoming a better person. But, like, this idea of wanting to, striving to make someone better because you love them, that is just so beautiful. And it's, it's sacrificial, so... Um, one of the greatest forms of love. I love it. That's good stuff. It's good stuff. So also, the person you will, fi you will find will not just magically complete you either. This idea of finding the one uh, is, is a complete lot. It's it's a misnomer. It, people people will say, oh yeah, you just got to find the one and, and you'll be all better. But really, you have to make the effort. You are your one. Exactly. You have to make the effort to comp to work on yourself, become a better person that you want to be in order to find that person that you want. Because the better you become, the, the, the more you focus on yourself and, and better yourself, that person that you actually do want, that you're becoming, will, will be attracted to you. Because if I come up to someone uh, like barely breathing my lungs were like collapsing before me and i was just all shriveled up and i had like a, a bottle in my hand that said like xxx beer or something like that and i i came to someone who was living a completely healthy lifestyle that was like you know great and, and they're they're having the times of their lives do you think that person would want to pursue me no i know that's a drastic picture but but really I, the point i'm trying to get at is become the person you want to marry I have a more real life example give me a real life example it's my real life oh. after my first boyfriend and I broke up hmm. there was a two-year gap before we started dating yeah and I spent that time traveling with my friends Ooh. serving in a local church I finished my degree Wow I spent time with my family I got more confident. Mm. Yeah. And I became a person that my childhood self would be satisfied seeing in the mirror. Ooh, that's good. 
I like that. And, and people go about it different ways. That's a successful successful way to go about it because she didn't just say, oh man, I, I give up after dating this one person. Oh, Pers- there were days pursue- where I gave up. Well, but you you, you, you pressed on, yeah. right? You, you didn't just let that drag you down to become someone who's self-loathing or anything like that. Yeah. J- you, you strive to become a better you. I think that's awesome. It's a beautiful picture. Um, what else you got for me, baby? Woo! <laughs> That's the sound you're looking like. You're looking like a woo! <laughs> Thanks. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good sound, right? Yeah, that's a good sound. I like the sound. And this kind of ties in with the last one. Yeah. Be honest. Ooh. Don't present a false version of yourself just to impress someone. Yeah. It's not going to last. Mm-hmm. It's exhausting. For sure. Oh my gosh! And, and once you once you put up that facade of oh I am this person that you're really not, it is so hard to maintain. And if you try to maintain it for long uh, long enough, you will be revealed. Like it, it's not something that you can just maintain. Being completely honest, oh my goodness, it's freeing. If nothing else, like it is, it is the most freeing, peaceful thing you can pursue because it, it's not it's not a it's about us. That when you're when you're pursuing a relationship, it's about the team. It's not just about one side. So when one side's dragging themselves down with past failures and regrets and things like that, and not sharing about them, it becomes this 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 almost like a secret life that they have outside of marriage. And and it, it is it is defeating to that person more than anything. Honestly, the person who's keeping these these uh, these stories back. Uh, and of course, to an extent, of course, telling like, man, my time in Afghanistan was maybe seek a therapist, but, but with your significant other, it is important to share, uh, life's troubles with, with. And by being honest, it's fundamental to building trust with that person. Yeah. Yeah. Because there were some things that you withheld from me while we were dating that, eventually came out and were very hurtful. Yeah, yeah. And but we can talk about that in another episode. Yeah. We've been able to heal together. For sure. Yeah. And honestly in the, these type of things it wouldn't have been as big of a deal if I just was honest. In the in the first like the first time she asked me about certain certain questions, if I was just completely honest, it would have been completely fine. Like we both would have had an understanding and and we would pursue uh, to just better ourselves from it because past things they can only hurt by knowledge like they're not they're in the past right so yeah, it's not it's ongoing not pain and it's also not who you are in the present either your past doesn't define you so uh, when it comes to things that you might think oh man I can't believe I did this or that or no one was ever want to date me because I did this or that it's not true because you've become a if, if you've pursued to become a better person or a different or, or benefit yourself and, and change your ways, then that is not what defines you anymore. Who you are today is the sum mm. of who you were all the days before. Mm. And it's never too late to make a change For and sure. better yourself. Amen. So, uh, also, kindness 
is something that is fleeting from our culture. It seems that this idea that kindness is is a form of weakness or something like that. Being being the person that gives an effort to show kindness. Uh, but I will say that kindness is an expression of strength. Because to be unkind is is this act of losing self control and falling weak to to their own or someone's own temper or bad motives, and it really takes strength to be kind. If anyone has ever worked in retail, <laughs> they know how oh, yes. easy it is for someone to be unkind. Oh yeah, it, it is easy to lose one's temper, but being kind in relationships just shows the other person that you have one self control and also that you care about the other person. You don't want to hurt their feelings. Yeah. Well, another way to show kindness is to figure out what their love language is Ooh. and be intentional about showing it to them. Yeah. That is, that is something that we're still, like, striving to, to figure out how to do correctly, honestly, because, yeah. like, it, it is hard to find a good medium, especially when you have very different love languages at your top. Because, guys, guess what? Top love languages are, like, the most important and other ones do lie in certain areas that are that are good but a top love language if it's neglected they the, your spouse will know it and will feel it i think it's most hurtful when yeah. your top is neglected yeah yeah oh for sure i mean because because that's what you hold to be the most gratifying and the way you receive love especially if that's neglected like it is something that you take more personally because it is your top. Right. Uh, it's it's something that is important to you, you know? <clears throat> also, uh, our last tip for the day, so write this one down, uh, would be treat your date as an equal, not a prize to be won. Bonus points if anyone knows what that's from. So... I hope you've learned something today with us as we journey through this guidebook for post-millennial marriage. And uh, if you'd like, please write to us at what's mine is yours podcast at gmail.com. Or you could slide into our DMs on Instagram and Twitter at WMIY underscore pod. Also, uh, please ask us some questions. I, I would, we want to hear from you guys what your thoughts are. Also, like I said, bonus points if you knew that last quote. Uh, so you can kind of put that in your little message and, and we'll give you a bonus point, which whatever that means. Maybe we'll be able to use it later. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, until next time, we thank you for listening and, uh, and showing your support by being here. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.